That coffee has not come yet. <laughs> not hit me yet. The coffee hasn't hit you yet? No. Rise and shine. Well, I hope that it hits you soon. Me too. Mm. Alrighty. Good morning, Twitches. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I said snitches. <laughs> but it wasn't recorded. <laughs> no, it's all good. Okay. Um... Alrighty, so yeah, hey, hey to Hannah, hey to listeners, how you doing? What's up? How are you doing, Hannah? I'm good. Making I'm it? not ready for the weekend to be over. Mm, true. We record on Sundays, so Hannah's always a little down. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay, because it's Monday morning now, when our listeners are hearing this, if they listen right as soon as I release it, because I know they do. And it's a it's a new week. It's a good time. We're gonna <laughs> be. I know they do. <laughs> <laughs> because I know they have a deep passion for our podcast. Um, alrighty, but yeah. So, how was your Halloween? Good. I didn't do much. I went to see a movie. What movie? Oh, oh, we got we got cheap Chipotle. Oh, we got cheap Chipotle. That's true. Four dollar yeah. Chipotle, even though it used to be free once upon a time. <laughs> yeah. I did that too whenever it was free. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Chipotle might be the best restaurant, like the best main, um, the the best main chain in Waco. I think that Waco has. What? I'm gonna have to kindly disagree. Name a better one. Chick Fil A. False. <laughs> no, that's truth. That's facts. No, false news. Facts. Fake I news. even think Freebirds is better than Chipotle. No, see, I disagree. See, 100%. this is where a lot of people disagree with me, but that's fine. That's fine because they're usually on my side, but mm-hmm. it's okay. Yeah, no. Uh, Chipotle's the best. But yeah, got not free, but discounted Chipotle for sure, which was good. Uh, what Ask else? me if I dressed up. Did you dress up, even though I know the answer? Um, well, no. <laughs> You did. You were a a bunny, a rabbit. I was a bunny just for Chipotle, and then I took it all. Mm-hmm. It's just a onesie. I feel like certain people really hate it when other people wear onesies for Halloween because it's like that's me. I'm raising my hand for those. Listening. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I do it because I don't. There's not really like if you have a reason to dress up on Halloween, then good for you. Because like I've never been given a reason. Like, I've never had a party or anything. Yeah, same, honestly. I don't really like partying all that much, even if I did have fun to go to. It depends to. on who the party's with for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, true. A lot of celebrities are definitely dressed up. The people who keep this podcast going, for real, for real, definitely <laughs> dressed up. Uh, Kylie was Ariel, I think. Yeah, right? actually, a lot of people were Ariel. Well, two oh, that yeah. I know. The Ace family, they were... Uh, the Little Mermaid crew. True. Yeah. And then Kylie, Kylie. was a Little Mermaid. Travis Kim. was not there. Yeah. She doesn't need Travis. No. Um, True. Kim, they did the Flintstones, but they also did some type of like... Nasty bug. Mosquito, mosquito thing. No, they were worms. They were worms? Yeah, I don't... Were they I thought they were like worms? moths. No, I thought that I think that they were like silkworms or something. And then our friend posted it, and she was like, "Mia, okay, why?" <laughs> like, like she did not understand. Like, I, honestly, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me if I'm being honest. But they were, 
Westworms. Oh, maybe that's what they call themselves. Oh, Westworms. Tight. Westworms. <laughs> they look so nasty. But what? They had a name for it. Yeah. A bug's life. That's disgusting. It's kind of kind of looks gross, but Kanye looks kind of cool, so you should definitely go on her Instagram and look at him. Mm-hmm. There's also a picture of them. Oh, they did the movie Sing. Who? The uh, Kim and her kids. That's cool. Look. I didn't see that one. That's oh, smart. That's they did a like cute 20. One. I saw like a bunch of them. Yeah, because they have a reason to dress up. True um yeah they look good yeah everybody dressed up obviously janelle monet was a headless mistress person she had her she was holding her head kind of thing that was cool she looked really good too yeah uh who else who else who else uh trying to think i mean everyone dressed up courtney i don't know what courtney was but she courtney kardashian but she looked good she dressed up with um kim's old assistant stephanie mm-hmm. and they were cute and then chloe's was so far hers is probably my favorite mm-hmm. she was um corella deville from oh, 101 yeah, yeah. dalmatians hers looked good yeah yeah hers looked good definitely award if i had an award it would go to her hers looked the best to yeah me. she was good drake was his dad his dad? Yeah. It That's was a, funny. He posted a picture of him and his dad wearing the same thing, and he had like a mustache or something. Like It, it was funny. I don't know. That is funny. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah. There are a lot of cool ones. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's. I think people are getting over I feel like each year that passes, people get more and more over it. Like, at least regular people do. I don't know. I think it's more like you get older. Yeah, the people were around are getting less. older. And, yeah, you just kind of pull it out of your closet. Yeah, I was I an angry year. bird for the 12th straight year or something like that. Our friend was Forrest Gump. That was cute. Yeah. Um, and then our other friend, she was... Rosie the Riveter. Rosie the Riveter. She pulled that off great. She was cute. She's a good Rosie. Yeah, she is. I feel like you always see at least one of those every year. Mm-hmm. Um, there was someone who was... There was something funny. I'm forgetting. Oh, well. One matter. of our friends dresses up as a ceiling fan <laughs> every year. Yeah. Or one year, at least, she did. And yeah, the was... same friend who was Forrest Gump, Mia. Well, yeah, so Halloween was good. Um, There was a lot of stuff to talk about. I don't know why we talked about Halloween for eight minutes, but <laughs> it's fine. Uh, yeah, a lot of stuff happened. Kirk Franklin, Ron, Obama, a whole bunch of cool people we love. Y'all, there's one I can't wait stuff. to talk about. There's <laughs> actually let's do that one now okay Okay. hypothetically how much would it take for you how much would i have to pay you to get infected with the flu for a week enough to pay my rent for the rest of the year see that's a lot yeah we we talked about this in the car i would say my number is probably a lot lower than yours you know really yeah you know when you know you see on instagram the people who like post um those people who post stuff like, would you slap your cousin for a thousand dollars? And it's a reaction post. <laughs> like that people. guy on TikTok that's like, if you pay me a million dollars to slap my sibling across the face, 
I'll do it. He goes, you don't have to pay me anything. I'll just do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so They're funny. like, I'll pay you $1,000. I feel like a lot of people... <laughs> I'll pay you a thousand. A lot of people are thinking like that. But, um, okay, so the reason we're, do- we're even talking about this is because the... What is it? The National Institute of Health or whatever is offering... <laughs> apparently offering people $3,000 to be infected. It's like 3300 3300 Yeah, to... To... Like, there's, like, this nose spray that has the flu in it. Mm -hmm. You put that nasal spray in. Like, you spray it in your nose, and you get the flu. Mm. And they basically keep um, up with you for 90 days. Like, they they make sure you're not dead. Yeah, so you're in this, like, um, while you are contagious, they have you for seven days. Then they have, like doctor's appointments that you attend for the next 90 days and they basically just keep track of the flu and all of this is so that they can come up with an actual um solution for the flu that way no one gets it anymore yeah and that's good i appreciate that but if you're Mm -hmm. asking me how much i would pay yeah they're also paying people or how much i would take realistically i wouldn't do it but if you know, gun to my head, someone is making me choose whether or not, like, a number. Honestly, I would probably do it for a quick 1500 <laughs> Like, really? it would be that easy for me, I yeah. Think, I think 3300 is still a little bit low. It is. Realistically, it is low. But just because of how, like, many days of commitment you have to give to do this, like while a lot of these people probably have a job yeah (laughs) and so but just think about it like it's not exactly a vacation either true that's true that's true i mean i i just think it's funny the like reactions to the instagram um the instagram post we saw where it was like yeah they're really trying to kill y'all and some of y'all are really just trying to die some people are are like thousand dollars like me or you know i'll pay you to give you the flu or something like that like i I just don't care i mean and this one guy was like people play pay for the flu every year you might as well get paid for it like people what like because you get people get the flu yeah the flu is in the flu shot like some people get the flu from the flu shot yeah yeah yeah. people get the flu every year and they pay for that like they pay to get that and then he's like you might as well just get paid for it yeah i know so yeah please infect me right now and i went into further research on it and like they've already done i think they've done about 400 people before and nothing major happened to any like they got it yeah but like there was no like serious you know health concerns like you know the life is on the line yeah so so nih hit us up sponsorship deal i know (laughs) we will do it uh they've already done the first i think they're looking for four or five hundred people and they've already done the first seven yeah that's crazy or maybe it's i don't know how many maybe it's 50 i don't know the flu sucks though it does suck i would hate to have it period but if i'm gonna get it anyway might as well pay or might as well get paid for it um but yeah that was just something interesting we saw it's kind of funny i do it to do the flu yeah uh, you know whatever reading the comments kind of scared me but after like looking into it and like doing further research on it it doesn't seem bad yeah seems like a deal to me yeah it is what it is 
Um, okay, so this podcast is going to be a bit more serious. There's a lot of stuff that's like kind of tough. Not even tough, just a few annoying things. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those being, there's this thing called the Dove Awards, which is kind of like the Christian Grammy. music Grammys, basically. Um, they're, they're run by the GMA, the Gospel Music Association. And basically in the news this week... Uh, Wait, Kurt- the Dove Awards are? The Dove Awards, yeah. They're run by the Gospel? Gospel Music Association. It's kind of like... So the association has, is like a big umbrella. And under it, you have the Dove Awards, the Stella Awards. Um, and those two are kind of like... For Dove, it's like the Christian, which is more synonymous with like the white Christian artists. And then the, the Stella Awards are like the Gospel, typically the black. Got it, okay. Uh, or people of, co- people of color, uh, Music Awards. And so it's... Interesting this week, uh, Kirk Franklin, uh, like the biggest gospel artist in the world, basically in an Instagram video uh, today claimed that he uh, received an award back in 2016 from the Dove Awards. He's always atten- he's always kind of attended for the last however many years, and he received an award from them um, in 2016, and that, it was right around the time of uh, the killings of a couple... Uh, unarmed black men i think it was philando castile in a traffic stop and then walter walter scott i don't want to get their names i'm pretty sure it's walter scott um as well that year and were kind of uh, two of the major ones that had had been killed um, by police officers and it was also he was also bringing light to i think the same year as well uh it was a major um a big killing of uh police officers by african-americans as well and he was, it was all in his speech. All of this was in his speech for the acceptance of the award. He was basically just bringing light to all of it and saying, like, hey, let's pray for all the people affected, all the families affected. And basically, you know, award shows aren't like, they're not shown live. They're never, you never see award shows live generally. They're always recorded and then, like, put on TV. After editing. After editing, mm-hmm. especially in this case. And so. Kurt Franklin's issue with the Devil Wars GMA, all that, the issue he had with them was the segment of his speech that mentioned all of the things about Philando Castillo, Watch Scott, the everything like that whole social injustice issue. All of that, the prayer, all of that, um, was removed in the final showing of the um of the awards mm-hmm. of the speech. And he, you know, he talked to them about it. He talked to the Devil Wars people about it. He, he did this whole, like, you know, tried to have a conversation with them about it. And they were like, sorry. Uh, he, the network that shows at TBN uh, didn't comment at all. He tried to get in touch with them. They didn't, never got back to him. But the Devil Wars people were like, sorry, we'll try to make be better next time, essentially. Kind of just brushing them off. Especially in consideration of what happened this year at the Devil Wars, where it was a similar thing. Um, a young woman was murdered in her home, like not even a question of, she literally did nothing wrong. Like she was completely innocent. She was just chilling at home with her nephew and murdered. Yeah, who I think saw the whole thing. And so they wanted to pray for him as well. Yeah. A a Tatiana Jefferson, I believe was her name. Yeah. Um, it was crazy because the same thing happened again where his acceptance speech came, he got the award, tried to talk about this thing, this social injustice thing that happened very recently and that obviously affects many 
much of his audience, much of, you know, the world. And again, Devil Wards took it out, unedited out the whole part about Tatiana Jefferson and the whole prayer and everything. And just, again, tried to push on forward. And so now Kurt Franklin's like, nah, I'm done. <laughs> like Basically, just like, this is ridiculous. You- After they had already told him they wouldn't do that, like the first time. Yeah. And so basically put them to the test again and they did it again. And so it's just, I, I think it's really interesting. I think it's a really interesting topic because again, I think as believers as we are and just in general thinking about our friends, our church and this sort of problem in our society of injustice, I've had a big issue myself with my non or my white Christian friends not really, I won't say taking an interest in social injustice issues because I don't think anybody needs to be like, I don't think everybody needs to be super, you know, gung-ho about it. Like we don't all have to be super passionate about it, but I think it's discouraging when you have a, a section of your church who are feeling a certain way about a social issue like this that's pretty prevalent in our society. And then a major portion of the majority of your church is also not really interested in talking about it. And then it almost feels like just kind of brushing it under the rug a little bit, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been an issue. I've, I've personally felt, I know a lot of my friends who are people of color have felt the same way. And it, I don't know. It just makes you feel like this whole loving each other, Christian, you know, everything that you're taught, everything that the sermons are always about, isn't being fully realized or lived out by everybody, especially when it's an obvious way. There's an obvious issue and there's an obvious way for you to try and speak truth and light into such a dark issue, but nobody wants to do it unless you're black or a person of color. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I don't know if that, that no, it does. sounds like I'm rambling, but it just, I think, I think I, I really am glad that Kirk Franklin has brought this up and been so vocal about it because he's so like well respected he's so well respected he's one of the most godly people on the face of the earth so it's not just like he's not just like uh like liberal like snowflake you know like he's not like one of those things where you know it someone can try and discredit him he's obviously mm-hmm. taken the time out like thought through it prayed through it like talked to his pastor about it and it's just like it's a real issue that the church is facing in my opinion, in his opinion. And I would agree. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I don't know. I just think it's really a really important topic. Um, Lecrae has kind of joined him in that, the probably the biggest Christian rapper in the world. Probably, uh, Lecrae has also joined him in that he's been to the devil wars a ton of, a ton of times as well, but he said he's not doing it anymore until this is solved. And And yeah, he made it clear. He was like, I'm not just doing it because, Kirk's it's Kirk doing Franklin it. And we all He's like, I'm doing him. it because Kirk's like a brother to me, and this is a problem that seems to happen more often. Yeah. So. And yeah, and it's not like, I don't know. I this our podcast definitely is not going to be the most political like podcast outside of today <laughs> with what we're talking mm-hmm. about. But I just think it's interesting. Like realistically, I think you and I can probably put our brains together and make a pretty close guess as to why TBN and the devil words didn't post, didn't show that part of his speech for both the years. Mm-hmm. 
but I don't, I don't want to get into like, again, conspiracy of it, but it's just like, it really annoys me when we're talking about people who are, um, putting their faith, obviously in a, in a, in a God who is redemptive and, um, is all about peace and, and tackling. So, and is obviously about tackling, um, injustice, you know, and then you have people who are almost kind of, almost kind of trying to stunt that, like keep that from happening in the real world while also professing their love for that same God, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just really, it's really disheartening. And I, I know a lot of people, a lot, I've had friends who have kind of turned away from the church, not specifically because of that, but just because they've observed that along with other things. And it, I, I don't know, it's annoying. As a believer, I think it's really saddening to see that. Yeah, I don't know. That was all I thought. Did you have anything else to add? I didn't we need to go super. I think it's long just into it. like disappointing to hear that cuz like I don't know. I don't watch the Dove Awards. No, you know? yeah. I don't really and watch TV, period, but like I there's so many people that like I grew up listening to that have won Dove Awards, you know? Yeah. And like I recently got into Kirk Franklin like couple years ago and um it like it's it's pretty trashy that they would like take that part out of it yeah it's easily the most important part of it but no but like even deeper like like understanding their intentions after having like respect for the people that you've grown up like winning awards from them like i'm pretty sure carrie job has won awards from them yeah and like i've had so much respect for her and like how that kind of makes like those people like look not great the artists that you like yeah because like they support they support yes i see what you i see where you're going with that i don't but they might not know so they might not know i don't want to hold a different stand i don't want to I don't want to make people feel like they have to care about it. That's kind of the whole point about the whole thing. Like, I don't want people to feel like they have to care about it. But they it, should. it would mean a lot more if my white Christian friends cared half as much about this thing that's affecting people that look like me. I just don't understand why they would take I don't either. such I don't, an important thing out. Again, like I said, we can we can make a whole podcast about a whole couple podcasts about why they did it. Again, I'm not going to get into conspiracies and stuff, but like, I just, that's my only issue with it. It's just like, I wish, even though I don't want to push it on people, I wish people would take up the initiative themselves, especially, especially believers who are supposed to be about coming through and like trying to find solutions to injustice as opposed to just ignoring it. That's my, that's only been my so issue with what, it. Like what I'm saying though is like, you don't hear them talk like obviously they're aware of it now, right? But you don't hear any of them like the car talking jobs, the about it. Lauren Daigle's Carrie Jones. I don't I always say Carrie Jones, I'm sorry, Carrie Jones. Uh Lauren Daigle. Like those the, yeah, the white like, artists. Yeah. yeah. You like maybe they have, but like I didn't see the only it when people I was researching. you hear talking about are the people who's like op clearly support Yeah. So um Kirk I think Kirk Franklin Lecrae, I think I want to say Marvin Sapp, who's another major uh, gospel artist. There were a couple others ones who've kind of been like with him on that, but yeah, it's not really. That's reciprocated. I think that's what's a, 
kind of disappointing to me. Yeah. And, like, what I reflect on, because it's, like, if they were to, like, if they would, they they could totally use that power that they have, you know? It's Yeah, it's kind of the privilege and, idea. And, so like, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. like, that's just, like, that's what I think. Like, why not use, like, I clearly have this privilege. Like, why not use it, you know? And, like, they're not they're not doing that and that's like and those are people that i love like those are people that i've listened to my whole life and they're not saying anything and they know about it like there's no way they don't know about it they're not blind to it for sure and we're saying this like as far as we've been able to tell as of whatever day it is like at the moment we haven't heard of people bringing it up but Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know it's it's annoying but you just kind of have to move on like it like I said, I'm not going to force anybody to care about anything that I care about because people have different priorities. People have different motives and it is what it is. You kind of have to make your own decision for yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, I don't know. I thought that was interesting too, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, from one kind of sad thing to, I don't think this is sad. I actually really enjoyed that he said this. Um, so earlier this week, uh, former president Barack Obama, was at some sort of panel. I'm not sure exactly what it was. It was, oh. I'm not exactly sure the panel. We can try and find exactly what it was. But basically he was talking to Yara Shahidi, who is a, um, she's a actress Mm -hmm. slash, she actually is an activist, like when it comes to things like injustice and and social things like that and getting people out to vote and all that stuff. Uh, But she's amazing. And they were having a conversation about cancel culture which, if you don't know, is kind of like, how do you even describe cancel culture? It's like trying to describe the sky to someone who's never seen the sky. It's kind of like, essentially, this idea of anytime, I guess, dirt or, or, or a negative thing comes out about a, a celebrity or person in the, in the mainstream media, usually Twitter or Instagram, I guess, <laughs> tends to swoop in and basically try and cancel that person. So like say someone says something racist 10 years ago on a tweet or, or, or in an interview in an, in an interview and Twitter gets a hold of it or whatever, it'll become a hashtag for a week and that person's possible possibly could lose their job or, or, you know, get essentially canceled just, whatever that is i'm sure most horrible i'm sure most of our audience knows what cancel culture is Mm -hmm. and it it is it's really destructive for sure but barack obama was talking about it and he was like basically quote him okay yeah go ahead so i'm i'm looking off of cnn and basically um they 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 quoted him and he said this idea of purity and you're never compromised and you're always politically woke and all of that stuff, you should get over that quickly. The world is messy. There are, I can't say this word, my tongue's Ambiguities. Ambiguities. (laughs) People who do really good stuff have flaws. People who are fighting may love their kids and share certain things with you. So basically, like, what he's saying is... And, like, it further discusses this and um, goes into more detail about what he's saying. And what I read was he's speaking towards college students who have this idea of, like, if I judge this person, then, like, you're basically canceling that person. And he's saying, like, 
um, among you young people, particularly on college campuses, where there's a sense that the way that the way of me making change is to be as judgmental as possible about other people, and that's enough, added Obama. That's not activism. That's not bringing about change. If all you're doing is casting stones, you're probably not going to get that far. That's easy to do. Yeah. And he kind of like, I kind of appreciated this because it was like, he's calling us out. Like, he's calling. As as people our age need to be called out in that. like. But in the most like fatherly and like wise way. For sure. And so... I don't know. I kind of appreciated that. I think one big thing that I've noticed... Well, okay, so CNN says, like... And if you, for those of you who don't know, CNN is known to be more on the liberal They're side. They're not, like, extremely left, like, liberal, but, like, yeah. It's, it's well, more than Fox News. Well, yeah. Yeah, okay, so... Which I looked at Fox News and theirs didn't make any sense to me, if I'm being honest. But basically... Like, I was reading further, and it talked about Trump and kind of how he does that. He uses Twitter to, like, cancel yeah. people, and he uses, like... um, And they also use the example of, like, casting stones. Like, that's how he does it, For sure. right? Anybody who doesn't agree with him is needs to be fired or, or whatever. Like You're fired. <laughs> yeah, it gets berated, essentially, on Twitter by him, and it's just yeah. a whole ordeal yeah that's essentially it like he's kind of an extreme example of it it's but i feel like obama's really i feel like the people he was talking to were college kids ironically generally he was talking to more liberal people because that's more of a liberal concept i would say and then definitely donald trump (laughs) so those are kind of the main targets for Mm -hmm. that comment i think and there's so much there's many things that you could like ways you could look at this and it goes deeper and deeper just by the way that he said it and like a lot of people don't like that he said it but he's literally being like so wise in what he said there wasn't anything it's to help people like it was only good intentions with what he said for sure if you think canceling people is okay, then like... And not even that. Okay, so I have mixed feelings about cancel culture in general. I think... Mm-hmm. I sort of said this earlier to you off here. I think it's kind of like... It's kind of like a giant fire <laughs> mm-hmm. that that is just kind of raging and can, can, can be extremely destructive and just take out everything in its path if not handled correctly. I think... This idea that someone, so someone like Kevin Hart, right? Mm-hmm. Kevin Hart was kind of, I don't want to say a victim of cancel culture, but kind of a victim of cancel culture in the sense that years, years ago, um, before he was like huge, like extremely, extremely famous like he is now, he had made some sort of comments about um, if his son were gay, he uh, he had said something super controversial in that, in that vein. Mm-hmm. He might've used the F word. It was, it was a lot. And that was probably, I don't know how exactly how long. It was probably eight, eight or so years ago. Um, and it became a whole thing when he was supposed to be hosting the Oscars. I don't know if it was last year or the year before. But he was supposed to be hosting the Oscars and everything. And basically, again, Twitter kind of swooped in and was like, hey, you remember these tweets he put up years ago? And, you know, he doesn't love gay people and all that. And that was like a long time ago. He had apologized, I think 
at some point in the the previous however many years about it like it was just a whole ordeal and he was basically like i don't want to have to apologize again for this because i've already done that and you're just trying to discredit no me. i know because ellen had him on her and yeah show, it was the whole thing with she ellen she was like like she basically she's like i don't want you to think that i'm like resentful about yeah it. she's like you're forgiven and she pushed him to be the host like she like right yeah and it was a whole thing and it's just like I, my issue with it is you don't typically see the redemptive side of people if you're just trying to cancel them like you don't see you don't get to see them learn from their mistakes or grow as a person if it, the automatic um reception or our response is get this person out of here just 10 years ago they said something about gay people or black people or whatever just get them out of here like we never want to see them again i think no yeah that then that's what i'm saying like i agree like yeah if you're wanting to cancel people like there's it's not okay like that culture is not okay no it's not it's not okay i the only thing i would say is good about it is that it is good to bring light to certain things but if you're judging them, right? That's what I mean. That's the bad side. But if you yeah. if you're just judging them and like basing all of your opinion on one comment or, or or an interview or something like that, a tweet or a couple of tweets, and it was years ago, and you're just trying to get them canceled, quote unquote, you're you're not giving them the chance to grow as a person or develop and start to change those ideals. You're just essentially just getting them out of here, and that's the problem with it. Mm-hmm. but yeah so and it, the fact that people are so comfortable doing that especially on online and in social media it's just heartbreaking it's tough and people feel so deeply about certain things and again kind of tr- going back to what i was saying earlier i don't want to force my opinion on people or for force people to think a certain way or you know care about certain things but people are so passionate about a lot of things that it kind of blinds people to the human element of it, the human side of there's somebody else whose lives being affected by the things that you're saying, even though your opinion might be the popular opinion that doesn't necessarily make it right for you to say certain things about certain people. Mm-hmm. And all of this is like on a case to case basis. Some people do need to be like, and I want to make this clear. Some people do need to be fired over certain things they have done and said in mm-hmm. certain, but it settings. doesn't need to be like, when whenever you hear something right yeah like i don't i have a twitter don't get on it at all but people are so quick to like they find out about it you, literally within minutes there's thousands and thousands of comments where people are bashing this person right for sure that's like that's not okay it's yeah. you know like it's not okay right and yeah, like people do need to get fired for things, for but it's not things, yeah. those people. Like that's not their job to like. No, and that's attack that person. Right, and that's where I'm saying it's a tough issue because I think there's a good and a bad to it. There's certain things that you need to be brought to the light. Mm-hmm. Like employers are going to search your social media for awful things you said, and you probably shouldn't get a job if there's certain for certain reasons with certain companies and certain things like that. But I think there is there is a place for the addressing of issues that cancel culture brings about it's just it's just the it's hard to describe i guess it's it's the the intensity of the fire is the problem Mm -hmm. 
and it, that's yeah i guess that's just my issue with it but um but yeah again we're not the podcast to <laughs> know anything we're just a couple no we can know stuff we can know stuff we, we can yeah, and if you don't like it you don't have to listen <laughs> but like it's i mean all of what i go co- like what i say i always wanted to come out of like sensitivity towards people yeah if it yeah because that's, because like yeah. go, like part of god's characteristics that i i believe he has is like sensitivity of people who have done wrong and like yeah there are people that do wrong i do wrong and for like sure. i don't and then people did attack jesus for things he did i mean he didn't do anything wrong but people thought he did and they attacked him yeah, yeah. and like I just don't, I don't see why people should do that or like, you know, because that, that's a person with feelings. For sure. Typically. And so I just, I don't know. I, I don't really see, I, all I see in these comments and stuff like in social media is harm and not. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's definitely a complicated issue for sure. And it's like. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot to it. We can't spend super, super long on it, but it it sucks. <laughs> I just appreciate that to say I fully agree with. Yeah, what to Obama get back to the topic, saying, so. I do appreciate that he said that, even though it is something that a, his comments kind of do target the people who support him. I appreciate that he was willing to go there. Mm-hmm. And clearly, Obama is a father who like has the best intentions and looks at America as like. A place that needs to be bettered. Yeah, and, for sure. Yeah. So. Um. But yeah. And, okay. So, I think probably gonna skip the LeBron thing. Uh. Basically, there was a fire, and there was has been a huge fire in California. Um. And this is gonna be a super quick thing. That's kind of what I don't want to be disrespectful, but we're we're kind of running low on time, and we have one major thing left to talk about. Um. I just really wanted to bring a quick like light to this uh big fire in california whole lot of celebrities kind of have been evacuating not even celebrities like people just have been evacuating and i really appreciated seeing lebron james um helping not really helping with the fires but (laughs) helping feed the firefighters um by bringing them a taco truck i thought that was super cool Mm -hmm. and he's a laker and i love them and Mm -hmm. he's amazing so that's just all i had to say about that I wanted to bring that up before we got into this last really long thing. Go LeBron. Go LeBron. He's amazing. Goat. Just kidding. Kobe. Uh, <laughs> for life. Anyway, the Lakers are doing really well. Also, talk to me one day if you know me about how I feel about the Los Angeles Lakers because they're the greatest. Um, okay. So, on Halloween, we did not trick or treat, but we did see an Harriet. amazing movie. Harriet. Harriet. Uh, you can definitely tell by the name about Harriet Tubman, her life, kind of as she was getting into the process of escaping slavery slash the whole Underground Railroad slash just everything that kind of... everything. Yeah, everything about her life in that period, uh, this movie's touched on, and we loved it and kind of wanted to talk about it a little bit on the podcast. Um, But yeah, so we wanted to talk about it a little bit on the podcast, and... Yeah, what, uh, just trying to think, what were some of the things that stuck out to you about it? Well, I was sitting next to our friend Mia, and 
for the fifth we're time both, we mentioned her name. We're both pretty pretty sensitive people. And so it was hard to watch. But I think the thing that stuck out to both of us in the movie, because like the whole time we were like, there's no freaking way we could do that. Like there's no freaking way that we could do that. Because um, I don't, I hope this movie was like, factually correct because if not i'm gonna sound real stupid but the movie said that she traveled 100 miles no i think that was right that might even be low low Uh, maybe holy freaking crap okay so she traveled in the movie 100 miles um to get to freedom from her plantation that Mm -hmm. she lived on or was taken captive to in into pennsylvania philip for sure, Pennsylvania. I don't want to say Philadelphia because I don't remember exactly if it was Philadelphia, but it was, it was for sure Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, and she got there and she lived there for, I think, a little over a year in freedom. And then she was like, okay, well, I have to go back to get my family. So she, yeah. went, she Again, went on foot. On foot. <laughs> Most yes. of this took place on foot. Mm-hmm. So she traveled on foot back. <laughs> Slash a train. Uh-huh. She did have a, a little bit. Of- well, that was at the end, though. Like, once she... So, she did this a lot. Like, she went back a lot to get family. So, her first time back, she was married to this man. And she got there to take him back to Pennsylvania with her. And he ended up being married when she got back. To another woman. To another woman, Because... Yeah. The movie paints him in a really, really bad light. Rightfully so, mm-hmm. but to be well, fair... Well, at the end, it kind of saved him a little bit. When his, when her sister... like, Because her sister never wanted to go. Yeah. Um, When her sister like, said... Because someone, another man, had gotten married to a woman. Or no, a, her brother's wife. Because her brother left with her, with Harriet... And so the wife stayed there, mm-hmm. and she actually ended up marrying another man. Mm-hmm. And her sister was like, you can't get upset. Like, we're doing what we can to survive around here. Right. Harriet's and, husband thought that she was dead, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, but also, he really wanted children who lived in freedom. For sure. And so, he, I think he, yeah, he married a woman who was in who was free yes he was also technically free yes but he was married to harriet who was enslaved Mm -hmm. and um that really hurt her and it's just like she's she traveled all this way and her life risking her life several times like her yeah and she got her brothers and a couple other people and they other members of her family yeah mm mm-hmm and she took them back to freedom. But she kept doing that over and over again. And she led a lot of people back. It, and I think that's what stuck out to me. I mean, that's probably what's going to stick out to anyone who sees this movie. But it's just like, if you really like try to put your, um, put yourself in that situation, which you, you really can't. But thinking about it, it's like, no, I couldn't do that. Like, you look at this woman as, like, well, I've looked at her differently. Because um, all you really hear about her, you only hear about her in, like, history class, right? Sort of. Barely. Well, you probably hear about her all the time. But, like, at my school, my private school. Not like, even. My school was super, like, 
not into that kind of thing at all. But yeah, yeah and yeah. so like actually like watching this movie and then trying to understand and like see this like like this black woman who is looked down upon completely um doing this and like not being afraid that that stuck out to me yeah all this all of the scenes in the movie where she went back to the i mean at the end it was kind of like okay like people are like of course she is you know because like she's well, yeah. just she's not afraid anymore at that point you you know she's definitely gonna make sure she gets everybody but all of the scenes where she ends up going back uh for her family early on in the movie it's like it is the most tense like environment the entire theater is quiet and you just like you're just watching her trying to maneuver around a forest, avoiding these like super um, trained slave captures that have been hired, and they're they're easily ready to kill her if they see her because mm-hmm. of what she's been doing and trying to um, save slaves, but also costing slave owners money. And when it comes to money, they're obviously not going to mess around with her. Like they were pretty ready to kill her most of the movie, um, not really bring her back alive. And just watching in the theaters, like you don't even want to breathe, <laughs> like too loud, or you just, you know, it's it's kind of one of those environments. And I appreciate when a movie does that. Um, I think for me, um, and this might be like a stretch to say this, so you know, but like I got emotional after because like you're sitting next to like your friends who like are black and you're like gosh like thank god they didn't have to go through this and so i don't know it's just like it kind of hit me after yeah you know yeah i mean it's yeah i think being someone a person of color or being black and thinking about that time you just kind of have to be thankful just all around like I, I i sort of told you and our friends this like i'm just thankful for my great-grandparents who didn't I don't think they weren't growing up in slavery, but it was like it was a similar environment in the sense that just being looked down upon in society and like not um Would you guys still have to face today? Well yeah, but Obviously. like it's it's completely different though, even now. Like I think it's it, now it's more hidden, probably, sort of, depending on who you ask. But mm-hmm. I just mean like I'm super grateful for the people who came before me and like ancestors that came before and just have kind of took the hit took the beatings and and like whenever you see a the back of a slave person in these kind of movies it's always like just ripped to shreds from the whippings and all of that stuff and it just it just makes you thankful that you have people go before you and sort of have to kind of die in a sense to have died Die, some of them died physically literally but like many of them died just spiritually and Emotional. were brokenly were broken inside from these events and you're just thankful that a they didn't do that in vain but also you um are just able to live the life that you mm-hmm. you live now because of them and mm-hmm. like okay but imagine this yeah you've you've been going like you've heard these things your whole life like yeah it's like something that you've grown up knowing about and like in my home you did not like 
it just wasn't talked about yeah. you know like it just it wasn't for sure and so coming to college and like learning about kind of not like what happens inside because i saw that but like personally getting to know like what you and like our friend jamarcus has like gone through and like what you've learned and what your grandparents tell you and all that stuff and then like seeing these movies and like you know you like i start to love you and like i love jamarcus and all of these other people that i've met and like understanding like if certain things wouldn't have happened this could still be a thing yeah i mean and like and like you're thankful for it because like you've like processed that kind of thing for for a while but like for me it's like i'm still like trying and i'm and like i like you still have to go through things and like hear things about what people say about you and like where i don't have to so i'm like sitting here trying to understand yeah and and like sometimes that I'm like I'm thankful for you, but I'm also sometimes I'm like I like I just you know I can't grasp it and like yeah. I feel bad. That makes sense. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I I and I appreciate that. Like you, if there's anybody who gets it because they listen and observe extremely well, it's you. Like you don't have to stress about it, but. I just I, it's annoying to watch these movies and it kind of, it really if we're we're recording super long today it's fine <laughs> uh, if you if you really want me to get like deep into it it all has to do with everything we kind of talked about today like again it's it's kind of like in the movie they make faith and the fact that Harriet Tubman was a was a Christian and believed in God so deeply like she felt like. God was talking to her in these sort of vision sequences mm-hmm. where she would faint. And I don't know how... I don't That's know how, another thing that stuck out to me too. Yeah, I don't know how realistic that was to her actual experience, the way they portrayed it in the movie, but I'm sure it was similar. Mm-hmm. And this is this was, this was is the one part of the entire history of slavery and America and just a, a whole lot of things that I, I've had a long struggle with coming to terms with sort of how you have you were saying it makes me it it raises a lot of questions in my mind i think when i see slave owners and i know they did this in real life but slave owners and slave masters in movies using the bible and using these very specific scriptures that mention slavery as a means of keeping slaves in check or making slaves behave quote unquote or or, you know that kind of thing sort of in the beginning of the movie you see um these um the white owners of the plantation um sitting sort of to the side while they had this black pastor quote unquote who is a slave um working as their sort of mouthpiece to the other slaves Mm -hmm. and he like all you saw in that scene was him read um, a scripture from Colossians about slaves obeying their masters, and then they sang a song, a hymn, and that was it. And that it saddens me that people use the Bible to do that as a means of enslaving and keeping slaves mentally and emotionally in check through the use of the Bible that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I have a tough time, I guess, what's the word? I'm, I'm, not able to think of the word i guess coming to terms with that as a reality because everything i know about 
my faith journey and my walk with God is that like like I said that the God we serve isn't one of like slavery or isn't isn't one to enslave or I think uh, oh that's good because yeah um in the movie they call Harriet Moses right yeah that was great too yeah. and he frees like the slaves yeah obviously and like she's freeing the slaves and so like I don't know that kind of tied in well with what you're saying because yeah. yeah I don't know <laughs> yeah I no, just, that's but yeah. like that's like what I think that's cool. Yeah, she was Moses essentially freeing, uh, bringing people to freedom, essentially. And so I think, it, it, like I said, it just makes it hard for me to to reconcile my understanding of who God is and the way that I've seen God used in the past. Mm-hmm. I, know it's, I know those are completely different things and God's intention is completely separate from that of mankind a lot of the times, a lot of the time. And so I don't need... I don't, I don't want to let that skew my view of him at all, mm-hmm. but it does raise questions in my mind of like, why was this possible? Why, why, why like, I, I don't know. I guess it's just my annoyance with people using the Bible that way incorrectly mm-hmm. and to, and again, to just as a means of personal gain while also putting people down. I just don't like that. And I, I don't know if there's people who do it today. That's why. That's I what I was gonna say. Yeah, there's people who do that today, not in the same way of slavery, but just like using it as a way to like justify like injustice. awful things are right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or like saying like there's people who try and say like interracial dating is wrong because of the Bible, like because of what the Bible says. And so like the number of people I know who've been so turned off to Christianity because of that is so disheartening and like it just breaks my heart. I don't know. I This whole podcast was just us ranting, I guess, about things that we dislike or like whatever. But I, I want this podcast to be like a therapeutic thing. I said that from the beginning. I want it to be cathartic. Like I want us to be able to just kind of speak and be free in that. But I just, yeah, I don't know. That was something was that was on my movie. mind. It was really deep for it sure. Deep. It, it, a lot of that stuff I've had on my mind for a long time and it just kind of raised those questions again um but yeah no if if you've listened to this whole thing i appreciate it we definitely appreciate it um for sure for sure for sure you definitely want to see harriet um and yeah i i think that's i think that's it for the most part we're coming way past time you that we usually go but mm-hmm. uh <clears throat> again thank you so much for listening uh, this has been the Unbearable Creators. Please do follow us on Instagram, Twitter, the whole nine. Also, please, 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 as you get further into the holiday season, be safe. I hope no one's put heroin or anything in your trick or treat candy that happened <laughs> this weekend. If you're a parent, please do check. Also, your kids don't candy. buy Nestle cookies. Don't buy Nestle cookies as we get closer to cookie baking season. There's apparently something wrong with that. Like there's been rubber or something found in it. I don't know. It's gross disgusting check your kids halloween candy don't buy nestle and yeah that's that's our psa for the week um but yeah thank you so much for listening follow us on all the socials um we are gonna have more things coming uh yeah there's more things coming we've kind of been a little bit slow to update things uh with the podcast like in the last few weeks just we're still trying to get our feet under us But we do have some really exciting things coming for sure. Um, And yeah, again, 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 thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. This has been The Unbearable Creatives with Eric and Hannah. And we will see you 
next week. Peace. Peace.